Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Maybe no one really is paying attention to all the other things going on in America, but I thought it was important to, well, focus on all the other things going on in America. Two stories, and there are more. Don't get me wrong. There are more that I could have covered, but I, I, I want to hit upon these two because I thought they, for me, they, they just hit me. They, they resonated in a certain way. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. And check out the daily video series over there at Rumble. You can find it on, on local. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Presented by Americans for Prosperity. The people at AFP. AmericansforProsperity.org. Greatly appreciate them. In 2023, you're going to be hit with more taxes. We saw... The legislation that Joe Biden signed, we've seen the changes that have been made. And what we see is that corporations are going to have more taxes put upon them. And because of that, you and I, it's it's not somehow that I'm left out of this. We will pay more in taxes. If a corporate tax is increased, we will pay more. It's not invisible. It's not absorbed by the corporation. That's never, ever, ever, ever the case. We pay more. Inflation is dealt with by us. The corporation The company that sells the widget increases the price of the widget because their costs increase and it gets passed along. I'm not saying no to this. I am saying yes to this. I'm not even mad about it. I am mad about the things done not to handle inflation, but rather exacerbate inflation. The more spending. Every time I see the political left, Cheering the American Rescue Plan. Take a look at the price of everything. While Tony, gas prices are down. Oh. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And that's pretty cool. Uh, How about the price of diesel? Where is the price of diesel? Might be down a little bit, although I'm not 100% sure. At the moment, things do fluctuate. But what about in comparison to where it has been and where it's been over the last couple of years and what it's costing to get the goods from point A to point B? You're looking at the gas you put in your tank, and I don't disagree. That price has gone down. But the price of everything has remained high and is only going higher. And now you add a a corporate tax because you're Elizabeth Warren and you hate corporations while claiming you're a capitalist, which is hilarious. And you wonder why people aren't happy. It's because they're spending more, because the tax gets passed along. Your 401k has had the living crap kicked out of it, and now you're paying more for everything. It's important to remember. It's important to remember that this took place. This is what 2023 is bringing you. More taxation, not less. More problems, 
more financial hardship, not less. And you pay for that. That's one story. Now, when we talk about things that came into effect in 2023, you got to talk about the state of Illinois and how thankful I am that I do not live in the state of Illinois. Under J.B. Pritzker, the governor there, who, who himself, by the way, is a billionaire, which that drives me crazy. I mean, I'm a pretty smart cat. How have I not figured this out? How have I not figured out how to be a billionaire? Pritzker did it? Come on, cats, do better. Illinois put into effect the Safety Act, S-A-F-E-T, Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today. Oh, the people of Illinois are screwed. You woke up in the morning and Chicago was still sucking the the state dry, and then you woke up the next morning and now you've got the Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act. Equity is bigotry. End of list. That's how it's playing out. Can't be denied. I'm willing to fight about it. So they changed the justice system in Illinois. They limit when defendants can be deemed flight risks, allowing defendants under electronic monitoring to leave home for 48 hours before they can be charged with escape. There was a desire to eliminate cash bail. The state Supreme Court has put a stay on that. Uh, Pritzker and team... They want to keep going. They want to get rid of cash bail altogether. Cops are like, we have no idea what we're supposed to do now. We are not sure. Uh, One of the interviews I saw was with Fox, uh, Kyle Bacon, Franklin County Sheriff. Quote, we spent a lot of time trying to prepare for what's coming, trying to sift through a thousand pages to determine where our role is. And what's going to change and how we can best serve the citizens that we protect has been first and foremost uh, for us. But the state has just told you they are not as interested in protecting the citizen as you are. They're interested in protecting the criminal. Now, let's be clear about a couple of things. We always have to measure everything uh, with um, uh, innocent until proven guilty. We need to measure everything with innocent until proven guilty. I absolutely believe in this in all cases. Even if I've watched the video, I believe in innocent until proven guilty. What you are arguing, Illinois, is that you should make it harder for police to be able to do something about the guilty. You want to make it harder for the police. I'm not talking about somehow uh, reducing the rights of citizens. I am saying that if you are witness to a crime and you're a police officer, if you're responding to a crime, if you're responding to an act of violence, a whole series of things, you should be able to act upon that. And what this says is, ah, maybe not. Or if they do act upon it, find ways for the suspect and for the system to get around it. Prevent police from doing their job. I didn't say not to focus on the job police do and make sure they're doing it right. I am discussing the proactiveness in preventing the police from doing their job. That's what we're seeing here. That's what's happening. Trespassing is no longer a class A misdemeanor, it's class B. So police will not be able to arrest nonviolent trespassers and can only issue them a citation. Now, 
Now, the chief says, or, or the sheriff says, maybe we can't arrest them, maybe we can't place them in the county jail, but we're not going to leave them there. Well, what, what are you going to do? And what if the citizen decides to act? Are they not allowed to act when someone's trespassing? Those who want to engage in threatening activity or criminal activity are given more and more leeway, and the citizen is told they have less and less options, and the police are told, you just watch, which is exactly what we saw in the world of George Floyd. Police stand down here, police stand down there. I'm still convinced that in my beloved Indianapolis, police were told to stand down for two nights of riots where people were killed and banks were set on fire. If you ask me, they were told to stand down. I'd love it if some police officers would finally come out and say, yeah, uh, Mayor Joe Hogs of Indianapolis said stand down or the chief of police said to stand down. By the way, don't make it up. Only if it's true. You Stop holding that one in. That's Illinois. That's taxation. But yet the story that happened most recently is Times Square. New York, where cops were attacked by a man with a machete. I mean, it was a pretty damn big knife. The suspect is a 19-year-old. And he has ties to Islamic extremism. He, of course, was on an FBI terrorist watch list. Because being on a watch list, well, that, that solves your problem. Nobody's watching the people on the watch list. That's obvious to me. The guy is 19, converted to Islam, and expressed interest in going to Afghanistan, and engaged in this attack uh, as a as an act of jihad. The one of the officers who was slashed in the head, a rookie, first day on the job, literally graduated his training the Friday before. So is this being investigated as terrorism? Of course it's being investigated as uh, terrorism or should be uh, uh, investigated as terrorism. The guy had a manifesto urging uh, uh, his family to repent to Allah and accept Islam. This was done based on religious ideology. Sometimes things are done based on political ideology, like a guy who tries to kill Republicans at a softball game, or a guy who comes to the home of, of uh, Justice, oh, which, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, to try and kill him. See, that's done on political ideology. This was done in religious ideology. He's an Islamist, and he wanted to kill in the name of Islam. That's who he is. That's what he did. This story has gotten zero Coverage. Zero coverage. Nothing. Like it didn't happen. Like it didn't exist. You got a guy with a knife attacking cops in Times Square. And we're going to act like it was nothing. We're really going to act like it was no big deal. Like it was just one of them are things. You know, not even that it was one of them are things. We're going to turn around and pretend it didn't happen at all. Because we can't be talking about radicalized Muslims. We can't be talking about Islamic extremism. That's bigoted.
What do you call not discussing something that actually happened? What do you call avoiding a story? And the press avoids stories all the time. All the time they avoid stories. They're, they're never so happy as when they're avoiding a damn story. 24-7-365. They're not paying attention. And they don't want you to pay attention. They are incensed when you pay attention. They're incensed when you note things and notice things. They're bothered that we're talking about this story right now. They're upset that we're talking about this story. They think we should just keep our damn mouths closed. My advice, let's not do that. Let's not do that at all. Find everything, TonyCats.Locals.com. By the way, that was only three stories. There's so many more things going on out there. Holy cow. TonyCats.Locals.com. Be a part of the community that we're growing over there. TonyCats.Locals.com. Should I say it again? Sure. TonyCats.Locals.com. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. I figure we should take the time to get back to where this first vote went. 201 for McCarthy, 212 for Jeffries, 19 for Donalds, one for Donald John Trump, and one present. That's right. Victoria Sparts voted present. And Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump. McCarthy didn't move the needle on vote number seven. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Did not move the needle right that he didn't win in his seventh try kevin mccarthy i i i I get right i understand how people are going to talk about that i think there's something else to talk about he didn't move the needle he didn't gain any votes none what happened to all the deal making i mean i started texting people uh, immediately Here, I'm doing it right now. What happened to all the deal-making? Dude, that's, that is just, I mean, that's just. It's embarrassing. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Is it as embarrassing as Gates voting for Trump? I brought this up earlier. I've had a little time to kind of uh, ruminate and to marinate on it. Nah, Gates has beclowned himself. Now, listen, it's not because people could say, hey, let's vote for Trump as speaker. That's not it. It's that you told us that McCarthy wasn't good enough. I said you didn't have a plan. You were for Jordan, then you were for Donald, and now today, in a third day, you throw Trump at us. You're only proving the point. You had no plan. So when I call Matt Gates a clown, I mean it. There are going to be plenty of times where Gates votes for things that I approve of. Funny, I, I, I said uh, the exact same thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right? Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has said some things I don't quite understand, and then, of course, wants to hit me 
with the Jewish space lasers, and oh, yes, she did. Bubbies only! See, there they go. They're the lasers. Go. <laughs> but I said at the time, she's going to vote for things that I like. She's going to vote for things that I'm okay with. So, you know, what am I supposed to do? She's there. It's not that I get to, you know, get rid of her. She's there. That's all there is to it. And and Gates is going to vote for things that I like. But when you go Jordan to Donald's to Trump, you had no plan. You only wanted to blow things up. You only wanted to cause the chaos. That's all you wanted. Yeah, I'm not... Don't don't ask me to uh don't ask me to applaud that. Don't a- don't ask me to think that that's a good strategy. I don't think it's a good strategy. It stinks. It's it's really bad. And it makes you look bad. And you don't have to look bad. You actually could have led a real principled argument against McCarthy. You chose not to. Somebody had put out uh, on social media, I thought it was a worthwhile comment, Republicans really are afraid of the majority. There's like, there's a, uh, for, for it seemingly a, a fear, a, a serious fear of being in charge, of being in control. It's, it's, it's ugly. It, it's, it's ugly and it's, and, and it lacks value. But sometimes it's like you, you, you see it play out. And you're like, man, that's exactly what's happening. That's what's happening, I believe, in the case of Gates because he had no plan. And he could have. That's the part that I'm most bothered by. He could have. But three different people in three different days, that's no plan. And the people opposed to McCarthy may want to take a long look at that this time around. Oh, I have no idea if the eighth time's the charm. But... We're going to number eight. And uh, may I suggest uh, something not too high proof for this round because <laughs> it's going to be a long night too. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So in all the talk about the speaker position, one of the more interesting things that took place was that Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of Indiana, 5th District, my member of Congress, switched her vote to present. Was for Kevin McCarthy, then switched her vote to present. I I spoke to her earlier, actually before the votes began today, about what she was experiencing and, and, and her own movement on the vote. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com, TonyKatz.Locals.com. And I want to know about her vote switch and her take on it and, and started with the conversation of what exactly have the last two days been like? Well, I think we can see democracy at work. I think our brain should be deliberating, but to deliberate, we need to talk to each other. 
and grandstanding, you know, is not going to help us. And stalemate is not a good way to do it. And I'll be honest with you, I, you know, people hate it a lot, but conservatives or Republicans are tough people. And they are not going to be pushed top down like Nancy Pelosi could push her people. So you have to engage with people in good faith and have to work with people in good faith. And I think it doesn't look, make it look good. You know, when you get on the floor and don't have the vote and continue this show because it's become like a circus and it's a waste of everyone's time. And if, you know, if things don't work out, try to make it work and figure something out. So I think Republicans need to figure out because it's waste a lot of time and energy. But you know what? It's not happened the first time. And sometimes, you know, you have this tough debate. Sometimes you have to. But we have a constitutional duty to elect the speaker. And to be able to do it, we have to collaborate, not abuse people, not call people names, and not start fighting with each other. So I think that is important. And there are a lot of things happening that were not healthy to the process. So we try to revamp it again. Let's take a step back and go through some of the things that you just discussed. What is what is the healthy part here? How is it that people come together in the determination of a speaker? Because it seems that there are a group of people, Freedom Caucus members and others, who have simply planted their flag, not just drawn the line in the sand, planted their flag and said, we are not voting for Kevin McCarthy, period. How do you change their mind? Well, I think the only person who will have to make the case, because you'll have to govern these people, is Kevin McCarthy. And he needs to be able either to make his case in a good faith and go meet one-on-one of these people and have a discussion and to see what concerns. You know, here's a lot of history for some of the people, you know, and some people, rightly so, don't have much trust because Kevin really was not with conservatives. He spent a lot of money to defeat conservatives in primers. He did a lot of things. So he now needs to figure out how he needs now when he needs their vote, how he can get them on board and make sure that he can address concerns. There are some people maybe he cannot address, but he needs to be able to show he can get to that number and he can unite it and lead the conference. But, but how does he, he show that? Representative, well, how the does... Only thing- Hold on. How does he show that? Because they've said no. He has given up a lot of things, uh, seemingly in terms of number of votes to to challenge the speaker and uh, conversations about who's on committees and conversations about rules and how rules packages are are, are created. Uh, there comes a moment where you can't give anymore, I would assume. So what is left to give? Well, I'll be honest with you. And what I ask, both sides and i'll be honest with you that's why i vote present i said this is cannot continue i ask both sides to go back to the table and try to have another discussion because uh, to tell you the truth at the beginning of negotiations a lot of rules were not really done in a good phase they were got it not enforceable just kind of half done okay i think at the last moment he made better rules and i think this rules, but i think there was already bad, a lot of bad blood before that a lot of history so as a speaker and as a leader, you need to have a backbone and you need to go and meet with the people. In your position, you personally be able to address that. You have to do it. And I was very disappointed that Kevin didn't go after the first day vote when we, we, I asked, we need to said, we have to go and recess. We have to adjourn. We cannot continue this show. And he didn't do it. I asked him, you need to do it. You need to meet with these people, whether you like it or not. As a leader, you have to be able to do it. You know, so I'm glad to see that at least they haven't some meetings because if we don't have the meetings, if we don't have this deliberation and discussion, we will never move anywhere. I think it's important to help, but ultimately, 
you know, he will have to be able to figure out the right, a variety of people in that group of 20. There are some people that probably will never do that. There are some people, they have true concerns with how the process functions, and they don't believe that if some rules are not really changed to be enforceable, like, for example, to have an open amendment on the floor that Republicans can challenge uncontrolled spending and appropriation processes. You know, if there are some rules that the Speaker's Committee, which is Rules Committee, that can decide almost everything, if there is not more presence of conservatives, it's a very fair concern. You know, he needs to look at that and see what he can sway, who, who can people, people can go on his side. But ultimately, he needs to figure it out. That's what the job of the speaker, because then you have to govern. You have to govern a small you know, majority, and it's tough. But that's why leaders are tested in situations like that. And if he's not able to figure out, then he needs to figure out another path. Talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District, that's Central uh, Indiana, my member of Congress, full disclosure, Earlier in this conversation, you discussed, you know, the idea of, of, of getting the work done. You discussed the idea of coming to the deal. Then you just discussed Kevin McCarthy not reaching out to people and trying to find the way forward so you can get to the governing. Is that why you decided to go from voting for McCarthy to voting present? What was the mathematics you went through there? And are you sticking with that decision today? Well, I'll see how things are changing today, but I said to both sides, and I asked both sides, we can be digged in here forever, and no one is going to move. It's not healthy. It doesn't help the cause. I asked both sides, and I said, until we figure something out, we shouldn't be continuing this show. I asked both sides to come to the table and have a good face discussions. What can be addressed? What cannot be addressed? Because I do not think American people want us, like some member talking about talk to Democrats. I think it would be a terrible, terrible precedent if we do that, because people will not trust us anymore. And people already have problems trusting our party. So I think it's important that we figure out internally the path forward and we'll find a speaker. And if Kevin can make the case, he needs to sit down and do that. That was my ask for both sides. And, you know, it's it takes a little bit of political capital and heat, but at least both sides will agree to meet with each other. Because after a lot of things that happened in the last few days, and his one is handled, everyone was so digged in, no one even wanted to talk to each other. Grandstanding and still made is going to get us nowhere. We're going to look even more embarrassed. And I don't think it's going to be the, the discussions that we need to have. Discussion needs to happen internally, and then people need to make their case. So Congresswoman? I'm going to see today. I'm gonna, I want to ask you a question. You are my member of Congress. We we, we have been able to, over the past years, you know, we, we've met up in, in certain uh, groups and said hello and uh, always lovely. Allow me to ask the question as directly as I can. Did you change your vote to present to draw to try and bring both sides to the table? Or did you change your vote to present to see if there was an opportunity for you to get something out of the vote? No, I don't really need anything out of the vote. I'll be honest with you. I actually think, you know, it's important for us to get to business because we have, I mean, we were limited what we're going to be able to legislate. We need to show what our legislation to be. But good policies will be hard to pass until we win Senate and presidency. But we can do oversight. So I think we need to get to business and we need to start doing it. But if we do not go sit down to the table and talk to each other, 
nothing is going to happen. So I personally probably got more heat <laughs> from both sides, okay? But that's okay. But I'm, a, I'm glad to see that people are actually talking to each other. That is beyond my control, how they're going to agree. I know that Kevin was not too happy, but you know what? Kevin needs to talk to people. He needs to address concerns in good faith. It is important. That is what the leader has to do and face his opposition, you know, in their face and talk to them because you need to understand he will have to govern us and to govern. You have to be tough and you have to be able to hear their case and be able to figure out. And I'm telling you, there are a very broad group of people. Trust is not built overnight. There is a lot of bad blood. A lot of things happen. But I ask both sides, can we just sit down and try to not look back who said what said because a lot of things were said unfortunately including the conference this week they should have never been said this is not how things work you are not going to push people top down that is something that republicans hate about our establishment leadership and that's why you lose doing trust like that but i ask can we sit down and have a conversation this is beyond my control the sides you know have a valid argument they have valid reasons i'm going to hear out today but if we don't talk to each other we will not be able to come to the consensus. So leaders have to be able to lead and come to the consensus and bring whatever the situation you're in to resolution. So Kevin needs to show that he can do it, and we'll see where we are today. So if if Representative McCarthy, is this the part that mind scrambles me, Congresswoman? If Kevin McCarthy needs to show the leadership, and over the last two days he hasn't shown the leadership, why does anybody think that he can? Well, I mean, he's been doing things right now, so I'm glad that things are moving in the positive direction. But it's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge. And it will be a tight majority. It will be a challenge for Kevin. So he will have to show what he can do, he cannot do. And ultimately, people are going to decide. But it's going to be very difficult for him because, as I said, there is a lot of bad blood. And a lot of these people have history with each other. So they're rightly so. There are some concerns that they do not believe that are going to happen. And I think he needs to figure out how to address, you know, and how we can move forward. But I think it's important for us, it's our constitutional duty to elect a speaker. I think it's very important that Republicans are going to come to agreement because this deal with Democrats is a terrible idea and we should never go there. And I don't appreciate that some members are going to try to do all this and already talk about all of these deals because American people are going to lose trust. But to be able for us to do it, we need to go and collaborate together and figure it out who can do it. I think Kevin needs to be give a second chance to try to do it again. And I said, and ask other side to give him another chance. I'm glad they're at least talking. Where they're going to land, that is beyond my control. But I'm telling you, we're going to have Republican speaker. It might take us a little time. It's okay. Sometimes we create, when we're not here, we actually do less, you know, harm to the Republic. But definitely on the oversight side, it's important for us to get to business so we can hold the other branch accountable because it's out of control. But we need to have a processes to be able to do it, too. Congresswoman Victoria Sparks joins us right now. Before I, I let you go, is there any amount of time that can take place without the election of a speaker that would have you say to Kevin McCarthy, you need to stop this. You can't win. We need to go in another direction. No, I'm not afraid to say if I feel that I need to say, you know, I mean, I'll tell you there is something, you know, for the good for this the Republic will have to maybe have to reach this point. But I think Kevin worked very hard. I mean, honestly, 
in some things, I'm very not aligned with Kevin. I'll be honest with you. And I disagree with some of things, but he wants to make his case. And from my personal perspective, I'm willing to give him a case, but he needs to make other people trust him. And he has a lot of history with these people. So I think, you know, maybe some point, but I think he can maybe have another chance to try to make his case and we'll see where we're going to do. But I think it's important for us also to hear, listen to both sides not just to one side. And I actually reached out to the other side and I said, I want to hear your case because there are a lot of great Americans, strong patriotic Americans there. And what people say is selfish. It's actually not true. That love the country and willing to do whatever it takes. And they have a strong belief. And I think it's important for us not neglect and hear to their side too, not just to one side. I think it is part of healthy process. And I think Republicans will get to the resolution and uh, we'll see where we are. Uh, but I think at least we're talking to each other. That's a good step forward because, as I said, a stalemate is not somewhere and bickering and grandstanding is not where we want to be. Were, were you really not talking to each other on, on day one and day two? Well, I think there was something after day one, you know, that the things were not happening in a healthy process because just, you know, I understand people are frustrated. People are not, and it's very difficult to do that. And sometimes, you know, a few things can, could be mishandled. I do not think it was by intention. Not intentionally, some things were said that made process even worse. This is human beings. Everyone exhausted, everyone tired, you know, and I understand that. But sometimes you just have to, as human beings, go back to the table and look at back, not looking back all these differences and go not look at your bad blood but look at the issues that are important and have a conversation with each other. And I appreciate both sides for willingness to do that. And I appreciate that Kevin did. I appreciate the guy from opposition did. That is a good step forward. So I'm happy to see them talking to each other. But whatever they agreed, that is not within my control. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, uh, speaking to you before the votes take place on day three. Um, this, this, this first vote, you're going to be voting present? I'm going to see where we are. I'll be honest with you. I didn't get a chance, you know, uh, to talk. And I told, you know, I talked a little bit to Kevin and a few people. I said I would like to see where we are. So ultimately, you know, listen, I don't see that there is something that it make a difference in some of the things. You know, where, where I vote, it's not going to make much difference where we're going to end. But I think we need to continue pressure that we're going to be talking to each other. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, I appreciate you taking the time. Indiana 5th District. Keep it here. Much more ahead. I'm Tony Katz. I hear the drums echoing tonight. She has only whispers of some quiet conversation. Needed to reopen, and the American people wanted vaccines, they said no. When we capped insulin costs for seniors at $35 a month, they said no. When we lowered health care costs and premiums for working families, they said no. When we defended the civil rights of LGBTQ plus Americans, they said no. That's Representative Catherine Clark who was there to once again nominate Hakeem Jeffries as their Demo- as the Democrat for Speaker of the House. And that's how she did it. It was the Republicans that, that didn't want schools open? What the hell is wrong with you? Republicans didn't want lower drug prices? At the expense of what? 
It's just, it's not that it's ugly. It's that it's just damn well obscene. Obscene. And they don't care. They don't care that it's obscene. They're totally cool with it. Down with it. Meanwhile, we're, 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 we're voting again. There is no speaker yet. And yes, um, Victoria Sparks did vote present the first time. Uh, you got to believe she'll do it again, right? I'll have the full updates for you tomorrow. I'll have it all. Find everything, TonyCats.Locals.com. 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 That's where you find it all. We'll have this. And also, oh, we're getting uh, uh, jobs numbers in tomorrow. So I will have those as well. We'll have a full breakdown on what they mean and whether or not these interest rates uh, and the increases are going to lead to less and less jobs going forward. That's tomorrow, everyone. Take care.